This is 180 with Tay. I'm Tay, and if you're like me and you're looking for the tools to not look to alcohol for every occasion, rain or shine, then come with me on my self-improvement journey as we help each other together. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, you ready? Ready. Welcome back to 180 with Tay. Think about your life as a whole. What's the first thing that you think about? Was it something from the past or the present or the future? We tend to think more about what we learned from our past experiences rather than what we're currently learning right now. So today, we're going to reflect on the differences in people's states of mind from when you're sober and when you're not. How you interpret the world can be completely different, right? So today, I have Dominic with us, and we met through work. And just like people do, he has some insights from his experiences with alcohol. And he's going to give us maybe some tips and just regular insight from people just like you, just like me. We have a past and we're going to talk about it. So, Dom, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Dominic. I have a YouTube channel. I'm an engineer and I was six years sober, relapsed, and now we're back at it again. I'm at about eight months. Slip ups. They do happen. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you, you beat yourself up, you know, but then you get right back to it. Yes. Well, first, just so everyone knows, we'll tag his YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to that. But when it comes to hobbies, as we've kind of grown up, just people in general, alcohol has always been at every event, every like fun hobby that you do when you go snowboarding. I mean, obviously not you when you're sober, but people are drinking Hobbies sometimes go along with alcohol. So when you were not drinking and as you are not now, what are some tips that you could give when it comes to not drinking and doing these activities like these social events with your friends? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I was the type of guy that we would schedule like a whole weekend of going out, you know, with your your dirt bikes or, or going out camping with your friends and your buddies and you just there was always alcohol included. There was no question about it. Uh, and I, I slowly started to realize that the people I was mostly with were actually the ones that were always drinking. So when I stopped drinking, I think my best advice is that you surround yourself, I think, with people that are well or like-minded like like-minded. you, um, especially in the beginning. The beginning's tough, you know, because it's so easy to just, hey, I can go to the store and buy a beer or I can right. go to the store and get it's some. So liquor. accessible. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's, yeah. And then it's even at like 15, 14, you know, you were able to go to the liquor store and just pick something. <laughs> Going through <laughs> I mean, the not me, I look like I'm just, 12. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. I would say that, you know, definitely have, have really good support uh, group with you. The people around you have a yeah, lot to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like in that, case too, your self-control is the biggest part of that. So I feel like when you're explaining that, like just make sure you're around people that can have your back in that way, you know, I feel like that's really important. So that is a very good point. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things you can always put, you can always go by the fire, but eventually you're going to get burned. So beautiful. (laughs) Yes, that is a good one. So um, I guess if you're comfortable with it, give us a little bit about your past with drinking and what, you know, made you stop per se. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, I would absolutely. say I think I was, you know, younger. I was constantly drinking, uh, you know, didn't have a father f- figure for the most part and decided I, I needed to prove myself to my friends or, or peers around me. I was always the smallest guy, too. 
to be honest. So I had to go big. Everyone that I hung out with was like six foot tall or joined the military. You had to take that extra step up. <laughs> I just had to outdrink them or had to be faster oh, no. than them. I had to be. And it's the worst, too, because I'm a little guy and um, I just I don't know. I just was always I was super aggressive. I had to be way more aggressive than everyone else. I had to be. And there was this kind of machismo you know status that you had to do so yep. from like 17 on i was just constantly drinking constantly trying to be better than than everyone and, and you're from orange county right i'm actually i'm from la county but i moved to orange county okay and and that's funny right because i moved to orange <laughs> county when i was a senior or like a junior and uh I, I could come up with whoever i wanted to be and so i totally did and it was just it did not work in my favor because I ended up, you know, getting into at least it wasn't stuff. that big of a culture shock when you went from those different no, counties. No, it's, it's not. But That's it's too just, bad. You could, but be... you were able to recreate yourself. I see exactly. what you did there. <laughs> exactly, and you could be like, "I'm from LA County," because Orange County back then, when you're young, you're like, "Dude, this is far. There's nothing here." But <laughs> boy, did I know when I was yeah, young. Right. <laughs> so I guess yeah, I started drinking a lot, and then I uh, had a kid young. Yeah, I was 20 years old and I had my my son and I was a wreck. I was a wreck. I was not ready to be a father. And, um, you know, the, the person that I had a kid with, they, they said, even the doctors told me, well, like, they're not going to have, you know, you can't have children, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, April Fool's, here we are, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Almost 10 years later. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but it was it was the good. It was the best thing and worst thing at the same time. I'd say best. Uh, because it really shaped me up. I think definitely uh, a big eye opener. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think I was arrested at one point and was like, okay, you know what? Um, I was away from my family. I was away from my kid. And I was, I remember I was in a bus stop. I was, I was on the bus transportating to the next courtroom, right? And we're supposed mm-hmm. to have this big conversation. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but no, it's okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. And this kid was next to me and he's like, hey, you know, can I get the window? And I was like, bro, you're good. You know, just take the window, man. Whatever. I don't care. Right. We're not going to fight over that. And uh, there's a guy behind me. He's like, dude, thank God you did that because that guy would have killed you. You know, he's trying to test you. Yeah. He's 18 years old and he's got life. And I was just like, I could be that dude right there. I mean, right right there with him right next to me, just doing life. And um. He just wanted the window. Yeah. For five minutes. And I'm like, I'm out of here in like two days, dude. (laughs) My sister picked me up, which is awful. Right. I'm like 22 or 23. My sister had to pick me up. It's like two in the morning or one. And she's like, let's go to a party, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was like, straight to the party out of jail. Yeah. No. And I, so what did I do? I was like, yeah, all right. So that's fine. Oh, you so, went. So it was like a good time. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? I'm 20, 22, 23 now. So we go. Fair enough. We go to this party, you know, and just everyone's just drinking. And I just was like, I just want to go home at this point. So but from was there, that was point. the end of it for the six years? Yeah, it was amazing. It was good. What's yeah. like the the biggest thing that you learned from being in a sober mind? Like if you had to reflect on those those years before? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was tough because my identity was so tied with alcohol. It was People I could drink nowadays. That, that's how it is. Like, I, I, yeah, because you're like, OK, I'm not the party person anymore because I'm not drinking. And so the people that you're hanging out with don't don't. I don't know. It just felt like Distant? it just felt like you were an imposter. You know, okay. you ever had imposter syndrome where you're like, 
you feel like you're not really, good enough or you're not the person that you're supposed to be for this or you don't deserve it type of situation. Like it's like an existential crisis too. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just felt like that was, you know, whether it was because uh, I was in a relationship at the time and I felt that the identity when we met each other, I was no longer that person. And I could see our relationship was just getting worse, you know, mm-hmm. mostly like, if oh. they're still drinking. And you're trying to not, you can just automatically see where that's going to be a problem too. Yeah. And and it did get, it got worse fast, you know, because I'm, I'm trying to be sober now and I had caused so much problems in the beginning that they're like, okay, my turn now, you know? Right. Yeah. We're going to switch this and you're going to feel karma (laughs) really fast. It's funny because it's funny. I feel like life will do that. You'll try Mm, to do the right thing. And then everything you did in the past, like catches up to you at one point. Full 360s, not 180s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love this saying. I love this saying. One of the things that you brought up that I really want to talk about how you were talking about like paying it forward. And you said, I think you said that your brother like kind of really instilled that. And I can't remember who you said it was, but somebody really instilled that paying it forward into you. And like think what you don't think about when you're drinking is anything about that. You know, you're literally only thinking about curing your problems, getting drunk. Or maybe having fun if it's in a positive light. But you don't think about how you could give back to other people. You don't think how you could benefit other people. And like for you with your uh, YouTube channel, you have a, you're passionate about something and you feel like you could, you know, give insight to people about car content and it's rad. So you do. And that's badass. And like for me, I finally, you know, once I came out of the fog of drinking, I wanted to try to help people, you know, be able to talk about drinking seems so like we just drink. We don't talk about it, you know, so us just having that want to help other people or show other people things or educate other people in some type of way. You don't think about that when you are drinking. What kind of is your insight on the paying it forward side of things? You know, my my brother, right, he's. He really taught me. He really instilled that. I didn't realize how selfish I was. I'm 30 now uh, until just recently. And I, I think it, it's it's different when you see it from a different perspective, right? So being drunk, you're, you're not really in that moment. You're more so like, how can I get higher pretty much, right? You're yeah. more like, how can I just either take away the problems that I have or avoid the problems that I have or forget about, you know, tomorrow and just kind of live in today, which is totally fine. But when I started seeing, I guess, my vision of success, like actually happening right in front of me, I think it totally changed my perspective on life, right? Because this person who I thought is successful is the most giving person and compassionate and passionate person. And it was just so backwards thinking because I was so used to, you have to fend for yourself. You have to take care of yourself. Huh. No one's going to take care of you. You, It's all on you. It's all on you, right? And I think even seeing like my, my brother, right? He has also a, a life that was very difficult and also unforgiving. And, and I guess there was no mercy on that end. But for that person to come out strong, and you to see that you're like, dude, there's no excuse. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the amount of love and compassion and, and caring that you give to people and people you don't even know. I mean, not mm-hmm. to, to an extent, right? You don't want them obviously taking advantage of you, but that just the amount that it's just, 
I guess, uh, I, I don't know how to say the better words, but I guess he doesn't really care what he gets in return. I know I'm right. missing it, but selflessly. Yeah, selflessly. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. That's perfect. Totally. I love that. So in the eight months sober that you've been now, which is a great feat, what would you say is different this time? Because obviously there's maybe a little bit more that, you know, you can't really like let yourself as loose. Maybe. I don't know. What would you what would you say there? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Right. Uh, After being I think the problem was at six years. I think it was about 28, 29 years old. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm getting, I think I'm good. Like, I, I think I cured it. Like, I'm totally fine with alcohol. Like this, I can, I'll be fine. Like I was probably a kid and I just couldn't handle it. And that was the worst lie I think I could tell myself. Interesting. Um, okay. It was just the fact that I, I could handle it. And I learned really freaking fast that I cannot handle it. <laughs> I think... I had saved like a good amount of money. I was doing very good in my business, my, my job. I was, I was like feeling uh, finally, like I was hitting a little bit of a success path. And then I just drank it all the way. I felt like I just crashed and, you know, I really hurt a lot of people that I care about. And I lost a lot of people that I also cared about in that process, which was just a year ago. So it's like, it's kind of crazy to be here and to talk to you like, it's, yeah. you know, but, but just to give you, a perspective is like how quickly you can do it and you right. don't notice it until like you're already way out of, out of that spectrum. So then, you know, it's, it's crazy because then everything just comes back and it hits you, but you just have to be able to push on. And so I think now what's different is just understanding the cost. Like what is the cost of me, whether it's a DUI, whether it's a, you know, a felony for, for abuse or whether it's crashing into someone or killing someone. Right. That is such a big cost for such a small reward. Like what is right. the freaking reward right. of getting drunk? Right. The return of reward is very, yeah, what's, what's the ROI on, on <laughs> right. drinking really? Like it, you really think about it. You go okay, uh, one beer, a little bit of fun every now and then it's like 90 it's calories, that. 80 calories. If you're a health nut and, or it's like, <laughs> but I get it. Like I totally get it. But really for me, I guess you could say from my opinion is telling you that the ROI for me is not worth it. So the why is a lot more important to me, whether it's business, future family, friends, that is a lot more important than what I get in return of drinking. So beautiful. Absolutely. And it should be like that, right? You would think it could just be that easy, but we have to remind ourselves, you know, find what you're passionate about, find your purpose. Uh, For me, I think, again, just what, what success is for me and what I want, nothing, I'm very disciplined. And so I know where I want to go. And that's, that's my path right now. Nothing else is going to deter me. And typically, you know, whether it's, it's friends and family, if they really, really mean something, they're, they're a part of that. They're a part of my life. And that's how I think you have to be in that situation where you're like, okay, does it, what's the rate of return on this? Right. What's the, what's the ROI? I'm going to rename the episode to ROI. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that. I like that. But it's it's really like, are your friends, the, are they giving you something? Are you giving them something? Right. What are you getting out of the situation? Because life is short. It really right. is. If you think about it, I'm already 30 yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, but I know, right? you have to think it's like, is this what I'm passionate? So I work, you know, 10 hours, 12 hours, eight hours. I have my YouTube and I try to post every day. Right. right? 
and that's new. that blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> on top of that, you you know you had to your relationships are important, and then your friendships. But you, you start can't having, isolate yourself, right? It's right. easy. It's so it's easy. So easy. You're like, okay, uh, I'm. Just, should I go out with my friends or should I, you know, podcast or you yeah. know, stay home, right? See, but, but that's the thing, though. Like your YouTube channel, the podcast. I do always feel like I have something to work on. And yeah. when I was constantly drinking, I didn't have anything that I was working on for me. There was no hobby. It was just like I was just existing in the world, working. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, I'm in a second with you on that as well. That's one thing that I noticed is. In, in the situation when I was, when I started drinking, I didn't have like a financial plan. I didn't have like a, how to invest or where do you learn to invest or, you know, what's 401k or what's, you know, what's an FSA for kids or what's, you know, what's an IRA. I didn't know any of that stuff. And I think the, the, the feeling of myself not knowing, I think kind of made me feel like, okay, I'm just going to kind of drink it away. Right. I think once you start to have your plan, yeah, like you said, Mm -hmm. you have that plan and you, you have your, your purpose or your drive. You're like, okay, nothing else matters at this point. Right. What's a closing, closing thoughts do you have for us? You know, anything can change, right? Your mindset can change, but I think you really, at the end of the day, you have to remember why that's, that's just my, my biggest statement I could say, remember your why, why are you doing this? Do you want a better life? Do you want to live healthier? Do you want to spend a bunch of money on alcohol or, you know, deal with the consequences? If you're that person that can control yourself and not go overboard, then fine. There's people like that. Yeah. Just know, are you that person? And if you aren't, then, you know, don't do it. (laughs) It's just, it's, the why is so important and it doesn't even have to be the biggest why, you know, yeah. like something that's important to you. That's all it has to be. That's like literally all it takes. Everybody go subscribe to Dom's YouTube channel. We'll have it all linked. And thank you oh. again for being here. Thank you for all your insight. And I will talk to you soon. Catch you later. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you have any tips, tricks, or something to share, visit 180withtay.com to get connected. Also, if you enjoy my content, please like, subscribe, and share, and I look forward to hearing from you. I genuinely hope this will help someone live a more positive lifestyle, and I hope you continue on my journey with me. Until next time.